Hey guys, welcome to the episode. It is a long-awaited guest for you guys today. It's Elmir Colin. This guy is an expert in Islamic finance. He's the CEO of Olive Investments and he's the director for Australian Center of Islamic Finance. We asked about Bitcoin, NFTs, index funds, stocks, what to invest in, what not to, how the perspective should be on money, investing, how to put butter Kenya money. There's so many topics you guys are going to take a lot away from this episode. I hope you guys do enjoy the episode. And that's it. So one of the things everyone knows you as the Islamic finance guy, you know, Elmir, you're known as the guy people come to for questions and all they do sometimes ask you questions. So sometimes we don't get to know the person behind, you know, the answers. So I'd love to kind of figure out why you got into Islamic finance. Was it something back home in Bosnia? Was it something here where someone kind of like taught you the ropes and you kind of got good at it early on? I started learning about different kinds of transactions and I got interested in the finance from technical side. I, w- I never thought that that would be some form of major part of my interest. It was usually boring stuff in finance that you see or hear and then mm. you say, why well, would anybody study this dry subject? <laughs> but uh, more and more I started realizing that some finances or, or finance is so important to whatever we are doing. And I tell uh, people... Uh, one funny story happened to me when I was with my brother in, in Bosnia. Two of my brothers, we were traveling. And uh, wherever we would go, he used to work in a bank. Small, medium sort of bank. Uh, so he was a guy who was collecting payments and debts, you know, debt collector. He was the mm. head of debt collection. <laughs> so he would go and find these people, no matter where they are, like Switzerland or something, figure out through Facebook, fi- okay, <laughs> like track them down and <laughs> knock in the middle of the <laughs> night. <and> <laughs> <laughs> so, he, so I remember wh- uh, whenever I go to Boston, we try to catch up with my brothers and travel. Mm. And uh, so wha- one of these particular journey, uh, I remember we would travel and no matter where we would go, he would say to us, oh, I have a client here, like small city, mm. big city, mm. three people city, he's <laughs> got a client. And I said, like, how, how can you have a client it's not even mm. the biggest bank like there's mm. no way i say what are they doing they say well this one is a baker so we finance his bakery mm. this one has a factory or this one is doing this and that and so it struck me how banking is integrated in everything that people are doing and so uh, i say to my students like i learned two things about bankers that uh, journey one is that they have clients everywhere and the second is they know the best restaurants. That's what we got into. And so, you know, and the reason why they know restaurants is this, that's where they take their clients to. Mm. You know, they have um, all the meetings, he travels. Mm. And, and so, you know, you, uh, I, I, we were listening to this story on the radio that somebody won a lottery. Mm. And the l- prize was, I think, $100 million or more than that. Mm. And so I, I asked him, like, what, w- what would you do, like, if you won a hundred million dollars? What would inheritance or some mm. halal way, you know? And uh, everybody always, whenever I talk to my students about, they're all about, oh, I would pay my parents, I'll buy my parents' house, buy myself something and invest something, give something. And, like, everybody thinking about this hundred million or whatever number, in sort of passive ways, like how would I spend it or give to someone to invest? Mm-hmm. And what I realize I- is that um, uh, to change really a situation in any society, 
to lift everybody up, you need to create sort of a system where you have a people who lead in providing the benefit, producing things, and then everything else follow. The money follow, the resources follows. The key trick is people. Mm. I realized from that example that actually money is very important and we need some kind of institutions and the processes to integrate the ideas and money and all of that to, mm. to, to be an engine for our economy, especially if good people have it in their hands. But more importantly, the attitude is to have right people who will uh, lead with ethics, mm -hmm. with the right vision, what, what, what we want to create here. And so I realized more and more as I started studying that is Islam really wants us to be people who are contributing and doing something that is good for the community. And large component of that is money. Mm. So how we spend it, how we earn it, what do we do yeah. with it. So this is how basically so it started. The money was not the goal. It was just a means to get the goal, which is the people. And that's where you want to build people. That's the goal, right. education. Yeah. So the financial side of it, the boring side of it, not the Islamic side of it, is what motivated you or kind of interested you? Mm. Yeah, it's the whole idea that um, we as, as as Muslims, we uh, should be risk takers. We should be people who are producing. And even when the Prophet Wasallam came to Medina, he built the market after the mosque immediately. The companions came there. They built themselves mm. up. So this became quickly a source of strength of the Muslim community. And remember, mm. they are running away from Mecca where they are economically boycotted. Mm. They can't uh, work. They can't do business. They cannot sustain themselves. So they have to go. And so, o so often in our history, we find ourselves in similar situation where you are a lower hand depending on someone and then the Prophet is teaching us a lesson that don't depend on anyone. Be kind mm. of independent. Yeah. Have a something that will be your engine, mm. your economic engine that will support your lifestyle so that you can uh, live yeah. independent of other people. No, no, no community can ever be successful if it's dependent on other people. But yeah. you said the word risk taker, mm. and that stood out to me because a lot of young mm. people, we might take risks in multiple different areas with jobs, with friends, with even like starting a podcast, but with our finances, we hold tight to it. Mm. And if someone says invest in something, so when you said risk take, was that a big financial side or was it in all areas of your life, like as Muslims? I think the risk taking is an attitude that you have. Uh, often people who take a risk, uh, they are afraid, what if I fail, what other people will think of me and say. Mm -hmm. And so I think successful communities, they develop this uh, attitude towards the risk that, you know, you tried. Uh, if you succeed, well done for you. You know success. If you fail, you know failure. But uh, like that famous quote, if you remember, a man in the arena says that if you don't try and you don't either fail or succeed, you, you, you know nothing. Mm. You don't matter. You're just on the sidelines. Mm. So you don't even taste the defeat. And so uh, the guy who dares greatly try to do something, even when he fails short, mm. he learns something. We should celebrate that. Mm. So mm. it's a, it's a state of mind. You're you're right because when you think about it, what's what's one of the the biggest facets of our deen? Tawakkul, yeah. So tawakkul is basically us being risk takers, doing what Musa salam's mother did when mm. she threw the 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 baby into the into the water with the with the the basket basically mm. and goes. You know what? Allah SWT is the, the all-knowing and if he's at the wheel, 
come on, where, mm. where, where, when can we go wrong, you know? Mm. And if we don't take risks, there's no big rewards, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So subhanAllah, it, it, to think about it like that in general, like what what part of life do we with, like withhold ourselves when it comes to risk? Though? That's mm. that's the only thing that I'm thinking about because mm. I, I'm, I'm a big believer in in um, discipline only because I was so much of a risk taker as a, when I was a bit younger. Mm -hmm. So I just, I think, uh, I'm not too sure, I, I would love to give you advice on it, like where does the limit stand, you know what I mean? So financially, especially. Mm -hmm. So like as a, as a person who wants to invest, do you invest majority of your money? Mm -hmm. Do you keep a certain amount to yourself? Do you save some? Do you put some in a in a fund or a mortgage yeah. for a house? Or what's, what's the go there? Well, you know, w the thing with risk, once you uh, risk a little bit and uh, you put yourself, you, you learn from that, hopefully. And so, uh, you know, the people who, uh, when, if you look at people who go for adventure, adventure, you go to the, I don't know, jungle, you go hunting or something, you are ready, you don't, it, it's adrenaline rush for mm. you. Uh, so so that, that's how the risk is. It's, it's a necessary component of even fun or even any anything that is worth doing yeah, you know, uh -huh. think it carries some component of risk okay. so the way you look at a risk is you you train yourself like a muscle more you take risk more you do something your mentality fi your mental fitness gets stronger so you are able to grasp the whole idea the concept navigate it hold it together um, think through it you know and so, when it when we if we apply that to business or anything, if you apply it to finance, then you you need to train yourself a little bit. Obviously, um, uh, you should hopefully work and save a little bit of money. Let's say for a young person, and then try it. Uh, you know, maybe I want to do this, invest here or yeah. there. Just let me test out. A lot of people ask me, "Oh, what do I do? What do I do?" I, uh, they want to invest in shares. Let's say. Okay, buy a few shares, hold it, see how the process go, what, what, what's happening, what do you like, investigate, mm. and so on. I know some communities here, same. They, they bring themselves together, and then they say, oh, we want to buy a house and then sell it a little bit later mm. on. Mm. So just you try little by little, and then you, you work your way through that. So you're a big believer on everyone finding their own journey. Because, for example, one person might be, I want to prioritize real estate, and one person wants to do index mm. funds and wants to do stocks and whatever, or NFTs and crypto. There's not one pathway that's going to get you to the end goal. You're, s you're a big believer in just kind of trial and error, especially in your young years, and take those risks, mm. and then whatever happens. I, I'd say I, I think uh, try, try, try out. Try, okay. see how, how it feels. Like some, some things you cannot just learn from reading. You have to have uh, some sense. So you playing like a video game, you know, you you play how it goes, and they shoot you in the video game. Oh, this how it works, and mm. you start navigating. Uh, then, then I mean, you 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 want to experience different things. You want to get a bigger perspective, mm. a bit a big big grasp. When I when I speak with the uh, guys who manage like billions of dollars of professional fund managers, uh, what they tell me when they advise their clients high net worth individuals is that they always ask about bigger picture like what's happening in economy and then to the small detail what are the trends and then until they come to the fund manager how he actually makes investment decision for for them and then they let the professional continue doing that but you know you you want to form that picture mm. and more you do it slowly 
you 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 gain perspective. I, I think there's a lot of um, listeners who are at the beginner stage of investing. Like they hear the idea where how I was talking about saving, and we hear Robert Kiyosaki, which that poor dad say savers are losers. I shouldn't save my money; I should invest. And we want to touch into real estate. We want to touch into stocks for a beginner. I know you have your master classes online, and everyone should be checking that out because you can't just come to one podcast and learn everything. But what are some beginner steps people can take to learn more about investing, and then even take those steps? Mm. Well, you s- you you look at what's available to you. Like, what what where can I invest? Usually, young people they don't have that much disposable income to uh, invest in. So, uh, perhaps before they even invest, they need to think a little bit about I need some kind of a job, something that you know uh, generates income, and uh, and and so your career journey, whether you work for someone, you start something. You need to take care of that part, and then you s- you discipline yourself to save. Mm. So you, del- as they say, you delay gratification of. You don't just impulse sh- spend your money. You know, you, you you put some target. Okay, this is. Mm. Let's say you earn I don't know two hundred fifty bucks a, ma- a week, for example. I don't know how much young people these days earn, but like let's say two hundred fifty a week, mm. for example. Like somebody, at it maybe high school or university students just starting. It's like slavery. 19, you know, <laughs> 19, 18, 19 years, I don't know. Like <laughs> <laughs> so you say, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll spend 100 bucks, you know, I'll save 150 a week, you know. Mm-hmm. So you say, okay, so that's, that's me 150 a week. I spend times four, 600, you know, what's that in one, two, three years? Mm-hmm. And so, so you say, okay, all right, let me take uh, maybe a third of that and um, maybe I want to buy some share just to see how that whole process mm-hmm. is going. Okay. On yeah. that, for example, we're talking about a kid who's got $5,000 in the mm-hmm. bank account and he says, Bismillah, I want to invest a bit of it. You know, sometimes like you open an app or you watch a video and there's all these numbers and mm-hmm. you know abbreviations and it's a bit, it's just too much for you. You know, it's overwhelming and you're like, what should I do? Yeah. I'd rather do nothing because in my bank account, I know it's safe. Mm-hmm. So maybe you might even recommend, for example, crypto might be very might be more overwhelming than stocks. Mm-hmm. So is there maybe a first thing to kind of like a baby step that they can uh, take in the right uh, direction? You, you you would say, okay, like let me play with $500. See what, what, what so that I make sense of those numbers and charts okay. and colors, you know. And then that, that starts makes sense very quickly. Mm. Uh, o- obviously, before all of that, you kind of would want to have understanding uh, where am I investing? What am I mm. part of? So you you would want to uh, filter certain investments. What's 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 you know halal, for example. What's something that is maybe problematic or unethical or something like. That. So you you would hopefully uh, learn a little bit. So you focus. I I have a good friend of mine uh, who got his son certain shares in the companies that he every day use. Mm-hmm. You know, like like this is let's say. Which company makes this? Mm. All right. Do they have shares? All right. I use this. Let me let me buy him share thousand dollars worth of share of this company, for example. And then he he got interested. His son got interested because he got him maybe let's say five thousand worth of stocks mm. of of the things he use every day. And so that sort of connected him. Okay, so this company produced these phones and mm. things and 
that I use. So it sort of connects you more. So you want to have a connection to, all right, this is real. Like now, mm. I've heard that uh, Kevin Hart said that he goes, I use toothpaste every day. So one of the first investments I ever did was in a toothpaste company. Right. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, that's because it just was real. Makes sense, yeah. Um, you said about knowing, like, if a stock's halal, if it's mm. ethical. For example, I have to be honest, I have zero idea if I open up a stock to know if it's ethical mm. or if it's halal, besides if it's like, alcohol or something like that you and know and also sometimes when you research there's a lot of blurred lines like a lot of people don't really overly sh like they don't show you the full portfolio but you know that there's something a bit gray about it mm. you know so maybe we, we just wanted to know like those stocks or those shares in specific would you still like advise somebody to stay away from it steer clear of it or would you tell them to give it a go mm. Uh, so there are some apps where you can screen like for Sharia compliance in terms of the shares. Okay. What's so the app called? Uh, there is one, for example, Zoya. Zoya. I mean, you can you can you can and you can search. There are a number of different ones. They they. Um, there is one Islamic. No, 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 I have to, have to invest <laughs> after this podcast. If I don't invest <laughs> after I'm on a podcast about investing, yeah, I'm yeah. A <laughs> and also don't ask us what we're investing in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There is another one, Islamic key or Islamic Islamically something. We'll put it. We'll put it under anyway. Yeah. So yeah. There, there are a few of these. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. So, uh, but but you can you can generally see mm. is is the is the core business something okay. that is permissible? Yeah. You know? Is is this something that, that that is the core? And then you can a little bit. Uh, learn to uh, is it also it. something where like Islamic finance and the fiqh of it do you think it's something where it's like the fiqh of salat fiqh of zakat you have to learn these things because it's like a fard of your life Islamic mm. finance do you think that's something where we should be outwardly seeking that knowledge or is it okay for one person to know and we ask questions to like you know how there's so up to the level where you are involved in financial dealings you should learn that how can we learn it so you need to um, uh, maybe get a couple of the books. Um, there are some courses, there are podcasts, there are, you know, like even university courses, master degrees. So yeah. so up to the level, like let's say you are a lawyer, accountant, businessman, you you signing mm. uh, some contracts, you are paying, you're doing online shopping, you are in entering in engagement, you, you want to, soliciting funds, so you you need to know Islamic rules regarding business transaction, not just finance, but a whole mm. uh, suite of business transactions. I know you have masterclasses, podcasts, and there's a ton of knowledge out there for people to actually go and join. We'll but you, you yeah, you said books as well. Is there any books that maybe someone can go be like, okay, I'll go get those as well like for beginners? Yeah, yeah. The great book, overall book that I I recommend is Understanding Islamic Finance by uh, Professor Professor Doctor Muhammad Ayub. It's okay. a great book, covers so many different topics. Perfect. Uh, that's one of a book that, you know, gives mm. you maybe 80% of the things that the general person needs to know. That's beautiful. And on the stocks thing, I've heard a lot of people, I've read like a couple books, um, Barefoot Investor, Psychology of Money, and both of them recommended using index funds. Mm. And I know like, for example, an index fund like gets little percentages from like the top 200 companies, maybe mm. in Australia or in America. But, some companies might not be halal, you know? So I'm mm -hmm. not too sure. It's something where I haven't taken that step. You Can you tell me, like, if it is halal, if it isn't, and maybe another alternative so I can be like, okay, bismillah. Because for me, I've looked at investing and it's always been a very um, time-consuming investment. Mm. 
and I just haven't put the time in because I didn't know where to go. And I thought an index fund might be a good way to just put the money and kind of get a good grasp on it. Yeah, the challenge uh, uh, for index fund is, as you mentioned, that a lot of stocks that is included is not Sharia compliant. Mm. So therefore, maybe half of your portfolio would be ruled out. Like in Australia, maybe a third of the index would be financial and interest-based companies. Mm -hmm. And then there will be other companies that are highly leveraged, a lot of debt. Mm -hmm. So uh, y what you might do is you might look at something that is more targeted specifically. Uh, and, um, and, and you know, like you at the end of the day, whatever you invest, you are partnering in that. So you want to avoid partnering with uh, businesses that don't f fit your... Uh, value system basically. I, is it something that we are like is it our responsibility to invest in companies that fit our values because for example there might be a company like um some petrol station mm -hmm. or a petrol company and i know mm -hmm. it's going to make money mm -hmm. but then now you're talking about the values of me investing mm -hmm. money is there two sides to investing so you have strictly like what's kind of halal money black and white kind mm -hmm. of yes or no and then you have more higher sort of concepts, mm. higher than halal. Like in the food, okay, this this is halal. But, you know, that chicken full of antibiotics and, you know, like all of that oh junk, you know, it's not really wholesome, you know. Yeah, like it's, it's kind of halal. You know, it's slaughtered. I guess it's slaughtered halal. You know, <laughs> yeah. the guy said bismillah. You know, yeah. But do I want to eat that junk like mm. McDonald's, you know, like, of you know. So, so that, that's the kind of uh, scale you start going up where, you know, there must be a different level of ethics. Sah, sah. Okay. And on that, I know there's, for example, maybe not, it's not called index funds, I'm still new to it, but there's groups of like tech, they call like tech savvy and healthcare mm. and ethical. Mm. It's like they'll invest in Facebook, Google, Apple, and it's like you can invest in all of them as like 10 or 20. Would those things be halal? You can invest. They, they have some of these funds that buy bits and pieces of everything, like yeah. you said, technology or something. Healthcare, ethical, yeah, there's so all. It's, it's very easy for somebody who's just starting uh, and, and, and they sometimes allow you to buy with a fraction okay. of, of, of debt. Um, they have these exchange-traded funds mm. and whatever new these uh, words and funds. And you can buy a little fraction in, in, in that pool of investment mm. so that you can say well I, you know i'm also on <laughs> facebook and twitter <laughs> 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 you know you know portfolio and yeah. stuff pfizer you know why <laughs> yeah, not exactly stab me enough these days right? well, hey, get a jab I get, i'm a shareholder <laughs> <laughs> yeah make sure you get two jabs yeah, get the booster as well why not you know <laughs> i wanted to switch up the conversation i don't know if you had any more questions about shares i was gonna go to real estate I was gonna yeah, go there, you go know, yeah, go you go know. Go I wanted to, I wanted to switch up to real estate and especially this this idea of first home owning, mm. and um, for us, because our age now, everyone's starting to look to move to that next that next point of life. You know, everyone's now looking to get basically a roof over their heads, get married, leave the home, you know, get their own nest, inshallah. But um, I wanted to ask what the 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 situation is with especially is like Islamic finance, like. Whenever we go to a certain, like, certain bank, I don't want to really say the Islamic bank's name or whatever, just in case we get sued for defamation. We don't have that money. <laughs> but um, um, once we go to that place, I've heard from a lot of shiuch or people that I look up to in the community, stay away from them and whatever. They still deal in riba. They still deal in interest. And then a lot of the times, like, 
us young people are just we're just getting pinballed around like yes don't yes do yes do yes don't yes it's okay when you're first time buying it's okay when you're not doing this it's not an investment what can you just please clear the air on all that i know i've spoken a lot in that situation <laughs> but please just clear the air for us on first time buying. <laughs> yeah it's, it's 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 a challenge uh to go into these contracts and read what's happening no you need to know first for like just a normal commercial law what 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 is talking about when you read these contracts what's the law saying and behind the scene what's happening and then you have to have some islamic idea and uh, structuring these contracts for this context in australia uh, to have islamic transaction it's not easy mm. and so like i give you example like in islamic law you need to buy something so you can then sell it so i need to take possession of something so i can then sell you now financial institutions they cannot buy things so how do you then structure transaction if you can't buy how do you sell to me and so then you have all of these lawyers and then they create all of these mm. structures to take ownership and uh, you know so to satisfy these conditions of a valid sale and so in australia uh, we have number of institutions who are trying to do that for a long time in australia we had some finance more than 30 years and so it's went through different phases and stages and how it's done and the laws also change a little bit here and there. Uh, I would say in general, when you, when, you, when you look at these organizations, see who they have on their Sharia advisory board, do they have, all the, do they have a license for what they do? That's Are you on any of the boards? I'm on the Sharia board for MCC. Okay. Uh, so you check who, who they have on that board, um, what their experience is, what sort of uh, a team is behind, uh, what sort of license they have. This is a governance piece, which is that they have all the licenses and they are legitimate kind of a business. So you want to you wanna check the legitimacy of the business and the Sharia side, and then you, you go and ask a question, maybe explanation. Um, in Australia, none of these are 100% everything that we would like like in this example you know so we have to come up with uh, ways that you actually take ownership sell it how do we price that mm. you know so there are there are a lot of bit small bits and pieces that scholars they think okay in this context how do we actually do that so it's not just like oh is there a riba or not there's other things other considerations that we need in the contract to make it valid so I'd say that we did have some companies that were kind of like uh, uh, doing something without license and uh, uh, illegally doing some stuff where a lot of people got um, mm. unfortunately in, the, in trouble. Mm. And uh, so, so, but I would say most of the operators, they, they are do they're trying their best. And that. Yeah. On that, that means you being on the MCCA board, you probably experience a lot of people coming in for investments or investing. Mm. And I would like to know, us young people, do you see maybe people invest in real estate maybe too young? Like they don't really have the capital and they rush it or something like that. Like should they maybe be prioritizing mm. stocks until maybe 30, until they have 20% and they know they're comfortable? Or should it be like a... The whole rent debate. Yeah. yeah. So renting versus buying. I'm I don't uh, believe like some of these advisors that a house is your liability that you should just jump into the world of investment and things like that i mean if you want to 
I, I, I love people who start their own business, especially young. You don't have responsibility. Try. Mm. If you have some ideas, you know, entrepreneur, jump into something, try something. You guys start a podcast, somebody start a business, somebody start something. That's a great idea. It's, I, I believe that that is the essence of any economy. That's the heart of any economy. Mm. People who take initiative. Uh, now, when it comes to to young person, uh, there is a m- more pieces to life than just financial decisions. So, buying a house is a lifestyle. So, I I I I don't subscribe to Kiyosaki's model. We're just like just buy and rent and uh, this is a disconnected. F- mm. This is for the people who don't have any community. They are loners and they just care about numbers, mm. you know. <laughs> and so, what 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 I, I my advice would be is that. If you're a young person, get a job or start a job, start a business, work for somebody, like whatever generates the money, th- take care of your economic engine that produce income, whatever that is. Mm. It's a separate story. Now, once that produce, get a house. Uh, getting house in the right neighborhood with the right people where you can settle down, pay that off as quickly as possible. So, so you recommend trying yeah, to get a house? Try to get a house. Okay. Establish yourself in your community. Get that uncertainty. So, so get some basic savings that can be six months, 12 months, so that you are secure. A lot of people talk about banks. Like, mm. for example, I'm leaving $10,000 in the bank and I don't have interest on it, so it's not growing in anything. And because of inflation, because of that, my money's not doing mm, anything. Mm, mm. On the path to wanting to buy a house, I mm. have a goal in five years, inshallah, I want to buy a house, for example. Right. Should I be just saving? Or should I be in the meantime trying to also learn about stocks? Because it can be, you know, quite so, demanding so, to be so doing when that. You are, when you are saving for your deposit, you don't want to put it in some asset classes which are risky, you know. So you always you just you invest always money that is not your saving, that is playing money. That if you lose it, it you are okay with that. So if you are saving and you say, okay, five years, I want to get deposit done. All right, you don't want to play. So you want to put it somewhere low risk, low risk. Uh, there are some uh, Islamic alternatives, some income funds where you, it's a pretty low risk, not much return, but at least at least fights that impre- inflation. Uh, inflation, you know. And uh, and so you, you might want to explore that mm. option. Uh, but once you get it done, you try to get it done quickly, finish that house, uh, because you also want to build your lifestyle, you know, that, that, that you are in your community and... Um, you 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 want to build that life around that community. So once you pay off that and you you establish yourself, then you start thinking about bigger things. Um, but yeah, that's that's my yeah. philosophy around the house. I house I is important piece of the family. Yeah, I'm getting that feeling from you that like the money, because when you talk about finances ev- and investments, everyone's always focused on the money. Yeah, I invested 500 and I got 800 back. It's all about money, money, money. And I'm getting that feeling from you, someone who's actually, that's your full-time job. That's your industry for 15 years. How long have you been in the industry? So I don't want to quote uh, it. Over 15 I years? I don't even okay. think about <laughs> it <anymore>. <laughs> like, <laughs> You've been in the industry and you're still, your focus is about, it's not even about the money. Mm. You know, it's just a means to the goal of, like you said, building a community. You kept reinforcing that idea of building people. And mm. it's, it's good to see that because then people can kind of try to take that methodology where it's like, even when I'm investing, investing isn't the goal. All it's going to do is kind of make the other areas of my life easier. Yeah, I just wanted to ask, sorry, if you're going to continue. No, I just wanted to ask, so like, for example, say a person got themselves into a situation now and they have to get married, 
but they can't buy a house because they don't have enough savings. Mm. But they want to get into, for example, they've got a job, they want to get into purchasing a house, but um, they get turned down by an Islamic finance bank. And even even if they don't get turned down by Islamic finance bank, they might get this advice from somebody saying that the interest rate, regardless, the interest rate is lower if you go straight to the bank yourself. So there's no point, and I've heard this a lot from people, like, you might as well just bite the bullet on this one. Mm. It's your first home. It's only 1.8% or whatever it is in the, mm-hmm. in, the in, in like the, the Commonwealth Bank, whatever it is. So would you tell people just rent, like be quiet for now, and then just kind of like do your thing uh, and, and then do your thing over the long term? Or would you actually say like, yeah, because yeah, it's a very it's a very yeah. specific yeah. scenario. Mm. Not for me. I'm just <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's a, it's even before you married when you when you meet your wife and you think about okay we should get married. Hopefully, both of you are thinking what's the lifestyle we want to live. Like what wha- wha- why are we getting together? Like what's the what's gonna be the point of that? Like mm. uh, and so hopefully you're getting married to live a certain lifestyle to raise to be part of the community, to build something that is great, greater than both of you together, okay? And so a part of that is uh, you establishing yourself, you uh, being with the community, uh, doing things that that are in line with your ethical and religious uh, beliefs. Uh, So getting the house is is a big purchase, but it's also... uh, um it's 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 a it's it's something that is telling you uh, something about your own value that that either can build your confidence or it can erode a lot of things in your life. I mean, one of the things that uh, we don't usually talk about when you talk about money is the blessing in the money. Mm-hmm. You know, we just think about hundred dollar like every hundred dollar is the same. Mm-hmm. So we think, okay, if I don't get that hundred and this go hundred here. All right, that's one component of money. You know, there is another piece behind, which is the blessing. And a lot of people know, like blessing of time. You have a 24 hours, just poof, no way. You lose it. And that same thing is with money. So going into something that is clearly Allah declare war against, I mean, you know, it's it's definitely going to rob you of a lot of these barakah, blessing of, uh, a lot of things in your life. So you don't want to est- establish yourself. Second thing is um, conventional and Islamic institution now after 30 years, they are pretty much neck and neck. They are not that big of a difference. So that excuse used to be before. Mm-hmm. Like now, halal meat. Halal and other meat is, you know, like mm-hmm. I think a one or two dollar per uh, hundred kilo difference, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's a small price for halal mm-hmm. certification. And so... Uh, I would say if you are just got married, you working, you building your life, you can't afford it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about house. Don't worry about affording. Try to build relationship with your wife. Try to establish yourself. Try mm. to be stable in life. Relax, grow, build yourself. Invest in yourself. Invest in your relationship. Invest in your relationship with the community. Mm. Uh, so don't always just make the money piece and the house piece and the dead objects relationship with those things the priority. You know, there are living people around you. Mm. So if you do that and you get your life and you know, if the bank rejects you and they say you can't uh, afford it, 
That's a good thing, you know. You didn't. I mean, we had a global financial crisis because the banks were giving loans to people who couldn't afford them. Mm. We don't want that. That's irresponsible. So build yourself, and hopefully, inshallah, once you once you are in that position, Allah bless you with more income. You know, you patiently build build yourself up. Don't try to compromise just to jump. It's so don't try to rush it. Don't yeah. rush it. Don't rush it. Yeah. I think you made an interesting point because you spoke about barakah with time, barakah with money. I know Imam Ghazali says to have barakah with your time, you need to appoint your time. You need to have like a plan with it. You can't just be like an animal and let your day go past. But I've never heard anyone talk about like maybe how you can put barakah with your money. Maybe is it intention? What can kind of bring maybe more barakah with your money? Is it giving sadaqah? What type of things? Everything. The good relationship with your families, uh, halal, what you're earning. Like we will be asked on the day of judgment, how you spend your youth, your time, Mm. your uh, everything. What did you do with your body? And what did you do with your money? How did you earn it and how did you spend it? So uh, keeping yourself... Uh, honest in your dealings, in your transactions, is is the best way to increase the barakah. That's why the Prophet some said that honest businessmen will be on the day of judgment, resurrection with the shuhada and the prophets and good people, Allah. which is which is tells you uh, it's a big deal mm. to be honest in your dealings. Mm. Yeah, there's a, a very interesting lecture I listened to of Khalid Yassin about like businessmen in Islam. Mm-hmm. Entrepreneurs, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. he talks about how like all the Sahaba and all that stuff was very, very interesting. So you guys can check that out. You said an interesting thing about, I keep saying interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you said a point about success <laughs> and you know about money and finances. Mm-hmm. And you spoke about people that you said have net worth. They're talking about billions. They're organizing. And to us, $10,000 is a lot of money. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe not to sell. But <laughs> I wanted to know about... Oh. The success like in this life and the next Because when people talk about money And they have the money mm. Their idea of like the next life and this life What is even like a lot of money Isn't that much Because mm. I think there was a study Maybe in the US I think it was $70,000 And here it's a bit higher Where your happiness doesn't increase with your income mm. After a certain amount And you probably know Because you've been working full time For X amount of years How does that work with trying to like Get the best of this life and the next uh, I was just actually listening um, yesterday or today uh, interview with this, uh, you know, that YouTuber Ali Abdullah. Or something yeah, Ali Abdullah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> best man. All right. Uh, and he got the podcast. I, I don't know what's called now, but he just started. Deep podcast. dive with Ali. Yeah, yeah. Well, you gotta ask uh, him about his birthday. He'll <laughs> give it to you. <laughs> so he was interviewing this guy who I think he started a, a company that uh, is into these uh, healthy food and proteins and something. I don't know. He wrote a book, yeah? Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, not, no he did another yeah. one recently, a couple of days ago yeah, or something. Yeah. Very recently. Yeah, Jim Shark was before. That was an interesting story. That was very <laughs> interesting. I lo- love that story. Beautiful story. <laughs> you want to jump in the episode? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but this guy, he made a company, I think it's uh, some proteins and stuff like that. Anyway, he wrote a book. Uh, how did he get from, let's say, $500 to $300 million or something? Oh. Anyway, in, at one point in the interview, Ali asked him, like, how does it feel one morning to wake up? He sold the company with $300 million in your bank account. You know, like mm. And it's, it's a kind of one of those interesting uh, I, I guess that goes back to the point that I was uh, trying to ask my brothers, like, mm. like what would you do with $100 million? I also mm. wanted to ask you that moment you woke up and saw $300 million. How did you feel? 
You know, you know the interesting thing is like when you think about it, uh, w- uh, the one thing that we think that we will get is that content. Of course, mm-hmm. like it's it would be a bu- it's amazing thing mm-hmm. and it's beautiful and that's what he's saying. But he said one thing is that it brings its own set of challenges. Mm-hmm. You know, and they ask him like, "What do you mean?" Um, so he said like people become a little bit different, and and different expectation of you, and then mm-hmm. you have to manage it. It's like you just inherited this big business now. I need to manage portfolio fund managers. You know, I can't just let the 300 million lying around. <laughs> like it's, it's, a, it's a full-time job. Sure, like he was saying, I could just now go on a weekend to Barcelona for a thing. And uh, I, I guess that's, 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 that's great. But you see, as he was more and more talking, he was trying to find a meaning, like he wanted to do something positive with that money. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and so, so, so I, I, I think the money is is one of those things that uh, when when what what what's happening with a lot of people when I, when I talk with my students, the point of question, what would you do with that money, or even your question about you know just waking up one day with the billions of dollars of money, or that, I think the point is that all of us kind of have a fear internally where. I feel we are not even allowing ourselves to dream to do something mm-hmm. uh, in a sense of like if we think about that money, when I ask students, they would usually just spend it to solve some problems. It's very transactional. But like very often we don't uh, intentionally sit and say, okay, you know what? how can I do something with this money that produces mm. something, that builds something where I am actively doing something, where this is enabling me? And, and, and I found that uh, people make money excuse, like the money is going to solve all of my problems. Mm. Where what I found out is that money really just follows ideas of other people. You know, If you have a good ideas, if you show leadership, if you do something that, is interesting, innovative, what you will find out is money will follow you. And a lot of those people, if you follow those studies who did wake up with hundreds of millions, see where they are a couple of years after. Mm. Money is gone. It's like oh. the people that win the lotto. Yeah. But you've probably asked people because about the hundred million and mm. you say transactional, what is maybe a good mindset to have with answering that question? Or so what's some answers you've heard so that's like? Yeah. So, so the trick in this question is... What I'm trying to get, where I'm trying to get with that story is that to unlock your mind uh, so that I'm, I'm telling you, here's a hundred dollar billion. That's just a number. Hundred, after a hundred million, like it's just zero. <laughs> it doesn't even any more meaning. Like what would you do with hundred that you couldn't, with a billion you couldn't do with a hundred? Like just the point is that you need to ask yourself, what would you be doing if the money is out of the table? Like if the money is not an issue in your life. That's, that, that's the essence of these kind of questions. Mm. In order to s- stop being fearful, oh, money, forget the money. Let's say money is off the table. Or put it in another way. What would you be doing right now if there, they, I give you guarantee that you will succeed? Mm. You understand? Like, What would you take on? What kind of challenge or problem if you could... Hundred, no one can guarantee it, but hundred percent success. Mm. Okay, how big would you dare to dream? Mm. That's a good point. 
Because a lot of the time it's the financial risk that always people get stuck up on what their dreams are and stuff like that. So if you wanted to start a clothing business, which I think every time Dick and Harry has now, but um, <laughs> yeah, if you wanted to start a clothing business, a lot of people just kind of move away from it and they go, oh, but then what happens if I put so much money into it and then I lose it? Mm. And what I think, you, I, I don't want to speak for you, but what you're trying to say is take that jump anyway and then, because then later on you don't even know what happened. Why, why, why we have that fear to think about big, uh, mm. do something, yeah. you know? Listening to this other concept, sorry to butt in, but it was, um, some guy was speaking about the idea of like authenticity and like nowadays people lack authenticity in the sense that they do whatever everyone in the competition is doing. So then that competition changes their actual ways and their ideas and whatnot. So then what happens is in society, you filter out all these people with great ideas. And you're speaking about the concept of nowadays it's ideas that it's like one of the most like valuable currencies nowadays, you know. It's not like how hard you work or your nine to fives and whatnot. They go like if you filter out all these guys and you have every Tom Dick and Harry who starts a clothing business, then you won't get the Charlie Mungers or the Warren Buffetts or like your Elon Musk with these Tesla ideas and um and all that kind of stuff. So I think the biggest problem is people lack that authenticity to themselves that they want to do this because they're good at it, you know? Because once you remove the money, you'll always still be doing that regardless. And they say that's why like artists and like musicians, are often they thrive and they're one of the most successful. Because even if you take the money aspect of it, you can't take their talent. You know what I mean? I could touch on this only because I do marketing. It's majority of the time, it's what you're talking about is positioning. So it's basically like you want to make sure that you focus on two or three key things that separate you, your business or your brand from others. So basically, whenever you're put onto a, a spectrum of whoever is in the competition, you're like, how do I place my myself in the mind of the consumer? Am I more of a sustainable-based thing? Do I care more so about the quality of the product? Do I care about the price? What am I competing with mm. others on? And mm. the only way to separate yourself is, if, like you're saying, authenticity. It's basically like I'm bringing a new and improved idea and this is genuinely how I feel about this. Yeah. So people are gonna kind of gravitate towards you based off of that ingenuity. Is that the word? Yeah. It's true. Even with like with the new hype, like for example, going back to investing, there's a new hype with like the cryptos in the last couple of years because of how much money there is in there. Definitely. And it's the same thing with NFTs, you know. It's now, quick money, bro. and it's the same quick thing. Money. Like for example, the idea of real estate. It's like we keep jumping from thing to thing to thing, and it's like that's where you kind of have to kind of know what works for you. Because I was listening to a person talk about. Um, investing advice and he goes you can't just take investing advice from anyone because one guy might want to get a return in three months and one guy will want 30 years and it's everyone in between Depends what your you risk want. appetite yeah, yeah 100%. So you can't just it's not just one person and that's what a lot of people we asked on our audience today what's some investing questions people like what stock should we pick what should we buy what's the top three coins we should get and i'm like he can't answer that because it's dependent on there's so many different factors to take into 100%. consideration but it's just those kind of things where we look sometimes for we don't want to stand out and we look for the, like you said, um, instant gratification. Instant gratification. Well, some guy came up to Charlie Munger and said the exact same thing. He comes up to him and he goes to him, um, what should I invest in? Or he goes, anytime someone asks me the question, what should I invest in or what stocks are best? He goes, that guy isn't serious. Because he's trying to ask me basically, if I was to rephrase his question, how can I get to where you are and get the money that you are without age being, what's it called, the limiting factor? Mm. You know, he goes, so he goes, you're not serious until you actually put in the action and the work towards It's a great point. He, he's trying to copy him by just following his advice mm -hmm. without understanding mechanics. You see, it's not a... Issue is not hitting the right uh, advice. 
you will get the right advice. You sometimes get wrong. Issue: What 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 goes into this? Like how 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 are you thinking? So sometimes you go left or right, but as long as your GPS is pointing to the right way and you you're moving that way, uh, that that is the fundamentally the most important thing. And I and I think going back to the our original discussion is when people fail and or succeed is that is just superficial stuff. The issue is this, is this guy. Uh, you know, talking about resilience, is, is this going to get up? Is he going to be moving? Is he going to take mm. initiative? Is he, is he trusted to, to do what he says? Uh, discipline, commitment, consistency. You know, y- you showed me these qualities. I'm investing in them, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I don't I don't want somebody who got lucky. And yeah. I, I, I touched on Bitcoin and then it made me realize like crypto, it's something that we should chat about because it's like a big thing. People, huge, would that be right? Or do you yeah, something 100%. Say? No, no, no. Yeah, because um, I feel like I've never gotten into it, and there's a lot of our audience we, who are who are very invested in it, but I'm not too sure. Is it like a grey area with mm. halal and stuff like that, just to touch on it first, or is mm-hmm. it black and white? You know, maybe you can talk about Techno- just crypto in general. Yeah, like technology, uh, when we talk Islamically, uh, it's an Islam is neutral to technology. So uh, how how we structure the arguments and for for or against will uh, depend on the verdict that you get so some people say it's not halal because x or because they see this or some people say it's halal it's the best thing in islam is the you know gold the next gold mm. whatever and so depending depends how we analyze what goes into this so these things are fluid they you know you need to invest time to sort of read and what's the bigger picture what we are constructing what's the ecosystem mm-hmm. what am i part of mm-hmm. and so based on that you kind of say to yourself do i want to be part of this or not you know yeah, but in the general sense it's by most scholars and stuff it's halal uh it's, a it's it's a mix mm-hmm. some some yes some no would you recommend like it's better to avoid mm-hmm. if it's a mix because ha- like there's ikhtilaf, difference of opinion mm-hmm. in things but when you go into the haram category mm-hmm. you're in a bigger s- area than disliked and right. mustahab yeah, what is it that categorizes something to become haram like mm-hmm. for example i know that there was this huge thing about meme stocks mm-hmm. sorry meme meme coins mm-hmm. so basically people would just go out and the women go you know like for example mm-hmm. i think there was the the f elon one mm-hmm. and then everyone just goes you know what i'm it's on like the minimal amount of thing and it's going to shoot up really quickly, you know? Mm. So they're just going to throw it in there right, they wait right. for the thing to blow up and then everyone's pulling out of it. And I think there was the GameStop, um, the, the GameStop incident mm-hmm. as well. Mm. So do things like that, like for example, like you're just kind of betting, right, basically, right, right. does that categorize it as haram in these situations? So trading, when you go and trade, it 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 is kind of one of those areas where um, you are kind of creating situation like day trading. If you're talking about quick where people have either algorithms or something that they're just watching the charts and then going in and out quickly, okay? So that has some kind of a sense of gambling, you know? Although people say, okay, it's permissible to buy and sell and trade. But you usually when you think about buying and selling in the market, it's we are buying and selling so somebody gets something out of the market and then use it. We are not just having the market, like think about market in Medina. We're just, we have a traders and just they between themselves just mm. all day. That yeah. We say like, what are you people doing? You know, like, that's, that's so there is the element of, 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 it, there is a, some spirit of gambling there. Mm. And because it's so fast, if you look at the people who do it, 
even when it is let's let's say day trading permissible uh look at their lifestyle glued 24/7 mm. you know they they tell you oh forex trading you know just you know i'm sipping this you know have to be up I in the morning 20 minutes i'm now in hawaii sipping something you know no they tw- they don't sleep they sleep 20 minutes and then rest is up you know mm. so it's because these are also very highly leveraged positions which can wipe you completely mm. and so so then you come to the crypto and then like okay like we have 10,000 now 20,000 i don't know how many we have like you mm. know and then you say you know every day we hear these pump and dumps and what what am i into you like what mm. you know some coins 10,000% mm. jump in a day like so really uh-huh. like is this like what what is this what am i buying mm. into you know can i ask um you don't have to maybe give details but maybe just give a rough explanation of your investment portfolio like cuz then when people kind of know like what you kind of cuz when they go in your mm-hmm. master classes and do see your blogs and podcasts what you do kind of like push or what's your forte so yeah. we uh, our firm and our business and our focus is investing in healthcare okay so we uh, i i believe the best thing is to invest in something that produces benefit for people and 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 you partner in that so therefore i wouldn't invest uh, i would consider bitcoin and these things unethical i i don't go into halal and haram because i think it's a it's a it's a matter of it's too harsh of uh, labels yeah. but i would say that ecosystem around it when i do it, it's there is it's more problems than just a volatility yeah. i think what you're being building mm. is an ethical system basically do you know it's also interesting if you invest in like you said healthcare because your intention is for baraka and benefit even if you technically lose money on your investment you gain good deeds mm. because mm. of what it is mm. but i'm just saying like a bitcoin or whatever it is a cryptocurrency you might just lose money but at least you you might be gaining in the next life because yeah. of the intention and the baraka and, and and you wanna you wanna create in every opportunity once you are at the higher level i mean all of what i'm saying is you learning how to do things and how it goes but really where you wanna be like when really somebody serious they they got serious job they got serious money when they come and ask me like you said serious question yeah, yeah. i say invest in something that is close to you Yeah. where you can see investment and you could have your hand in it so you learn from that maybe local business local group of people doing something but you yourself are involved in it and mm-hmm. that grows you grows your money grows your community grows you that to me makes much more sense so what we are doing with our fund is we are actually buying and and creating the brand medical centers and partnering with the doctors helping them become owner partners mm. running the business doing everything I, it's it's a mm. you know so the other day we launched a thing one of the clinic in Altona north i was making barbecue sausages giving sausages <laughs> uh, waving the flags whatever yeah. it's a beautiful feeling even when everybody going i go clean the you know stuff and yeah. oh we don't we, we open in the clinic we didn't have a spray for cleaning okay yeah. go to the woolly and mm. buy that and uh, sure. <laughs> you know It's a beautiful feeling that you were involved. Then the tra- table broke. Go Bunnings, fix the table. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, yeah. do everything. You know, get yourself involved. It's, so yeah. I think this be involved in these things. So yeah. mm-hmm. that would be my the tangibility of it. Yeah. Tangibility. You see it. You're creating benefit. And at the end of the day, 
uh, we got into the crypto because people saw that money is losing value, whether inflation, whether we don't trust the government or all of the story. And then the story got created like if we only get into the crypto and m- different kind of money, we'll be ahead of the curve. Yeah. Guess where that all money is going to go in economy? To people who produce stuff. Mm-hmm. So whatever money you have, gold, silver, cryptos, fiat, whatever, yeah. guess where that money is going to flow? to people who are producing things in that that you are consuming. Yeah. So mm. that's where you want to be. And things come mm. from mm. ideas. So mm. the future is going to be there. It's going to go back, yeah. yeah. You see, the, the nations and countries that don't produce things for the, that they consume, mm. strategically, they, they, are, they, 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 they are gone. Yeah. Yeah. Look at the COVID. Yeah. Uh, I have five kids. As soon as COVID hit... Everybody want to have a new laptop, new phone, new yeah. something. <laughs> Everybody's on a Zoom and yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so now I started ordering tens of thousands of dollars of these things, you know? Mm-hmm. Because uh, from yeah, last year, none of that is good yeah. anymore, you know? Yeah, I exactly. have to have a new. So, so I'm looking, where is it coming from? From China. Mm. You know, so we are, even in as Australia, we get all technology. So government puts all of these stimulus... That went to China. Mm. Then we have a old mask. Yeah, going to Straight China. China. Yeah. Active ingredients or medicine, like we yeah. we are running, off, we are printing money. Yeah, it mm. escaping our country. What are we doing, like? Yeah, sure. You know, the idea of things is also like a powerful concept because I was listening to something, which was emphasizing like one of the easiest ways to make wealth, is to basically bet on a great idea. You know, and a lot of people nowadays they get disheartened when their idea doesn't work. Like they might start a startup or something like that um, and they shoot for it and it doesn't work, yeah? Mm. And then the concept, the, the major takeaway from that, that idea was that if you keep producing different ideas, one of them will actually work. And then that is enough to make you wealthy for life. Mm. You know, people are betting on winning the lottery, you know, or their wedding, um, or one advice from like a Charlie Munger or you, for example, yeah? But they don't understand that it all comes from great ideas. Mm. You know, the guy from Zoom, for example, during COVID, like his stock prices or one of the owners of sto- Zoom, went out the roof, you know. He beat guys mm. like Skype, for example, mm. you know. And it's like the I- it's like an idea-based society nowadays, mm. and I think people are forgetting that. When you said ideas before and with creative and people following the pact, it made me think as soon as Almir said healthcare, I'm like, that isn't attractive enough to people. When people say, what are you investing? If you go healthcare, like not... A lot of young people like boring, hmm. but then you might say there's a 25% increase every year, for example. But then someone else like Bitcoin sounds better. Oh, what are you investing in crypto? Oh, you're on the ball. You're you're one of the smart guys. And then half the time they might be losing money. You know what yeah, I mean? Where yeah. it's like the instant gratification where people jump on the hype, where you're looking maybe as a different intention to investing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a good thing where people can say, if okay, I'm not going to go yeah. on the hype. If it makes money, it makes money at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. That's, I think like, that's the main thing. Yeah. I think I think people are just too obsessed with this instant gratification. Yeah, a hundred percent. There's um, like for example, I can only just give heads up about what I do. So basically, I just decided to to learn a lot about sneakers or shoes, for example. Yeah, and I noticed that there's there's this thing where people want to look good. You know, people want to get involved in purchasing certain shoes that give them status in society. They look good with them. You know, there's a whole community that thrives off of wearing good shoes but a lot of the times people can't get them you know so and 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 the scarcity drives up the price of the shoes so for me as a person who goes there out of my way does the hard yards to purchase those shoes and then i sell that to them at a, at a, at a profit i feel like 
And this is the thing, like, my mate would always tell me, oh, just go put your money in shares, go put your money in stuff. Well, I'm just always like, I'd rather fund that, you know, and put the money in there where I can get, like, even if, for example, I may, I take a risk and I go, okay, I reckon this shoe will be really good in a, in a year or so. And I buy it and then it ends up dropping and it ends up, if anything, losing money for me. Like, at least I have the tangible item or the good. So yeah. that's just that's just me. I don't know, because that's what I'm interested in. You know what and I'm and, and in what I'm hearing from you saying, you are betting on, your, like your terminology, betting. Yeah. You're betting on yourself, yeah. on your idea. Mm. No matter, they might not be the biggest in the world idea, but it's my idea, mm. you know? And, and isn't that what Jim Sharp guy did? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Ben the guy's took name took was um, Oliver Cookson, by the way. I don't know. Which yeah. guy? The second <laughs> guy? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the, the yeah, my protein yeah. guy, by the way. And so, like, the gym, gym I, I was, we, uh, we today were uh, trying to sign up for the gym in the local area. And I was today in the, in the one of the shops uh, looking for some gym stuff. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. And I, I'm saying to my wife, like, I now understand why this business yeah. is big. Like, this is a shocking, oh terrible yeah. choice. Like, <laughs> Rebel Sport was there. Mm. There's yeah. nothing. Even for me, I've been buying shirts and a lot of them are very short here. Mm, mm, so mm. I'm going and I'm like, yesterday I found out that Puma is my brand because mm. each brand has different sizes. Puma makes the tops <laughs> really long. Mm. So it's nice like that, but it's so hard to find. Yeah. To prevent you know? the fitna. I, I even, <laughs> even I, for the big guys, I, uh, I got this jacket today. Uh, it's so, so difficult for me to buy tall stuff that I had to go to Dandenong. On the other side, uh, 50 oh kilometers oh from here, good. just one shop. There's <laughs> two shops that buy big things. So I, I, I am absolutely with you. Believe in yourself. Yeah. Mm. We all, 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 so many guys often come and say, well, you know, I have this great idea, but I'm, nobody wants to give me some money. Mm. Do you believe in your idea? Yeah. You go do Once you bet you on yourself, it's game over. You know, you know because you know, people who recognize yeah. Yeah, sorry, 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 sorry. No, no, it's I was going to say... He came out from the back to the front. I was going to say, yeah, my boys would just jump over each other. <laughs> but what I was going to say was, um, the thing about betting on yourself as well is even if you fail, you know that like regardless, there's there's some sort of light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. You know, like maybe it didn't work for this reason. I got to change this up, mm. or like I got to improve it in this manner. And then at the end of the, at the end of the day, you can see like it might go that way and actually succeed. You know. So, so go, go back, going back to Jim Shark yeah. guy. He took him a years to get a first sale. Mm. Then that first sale through the you know website, spot, uh, what not Spotify, what's called the Shopify, mm-hmm. and he started building. And then he go to Turkey buy some stuff. Then wow. he figured out I'm gonna make my own stuff. Mm-hmm. The guy Zara, uh, he he look at uh, he was working as a tailor. Armani, yeah. You know, and uh, he 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 wanted to make a jacket that he saw one day. And he the guy said, ah, you don't know anything. Like just mm-hmm. do what I'm telling you. And he said. I want to make my own jacket. Yep. There's a ladies were in, I think in Spain or somewhere where he was working. They they were without jobs, you know, these difficult times. So he started giving them some jobs. Today, that's uh, one of the top 10, I think, richest guys in the world. Yeah. And you, you can't find a photo of him. So, so the <laughs> way the people follow their passion, it's not even about, I want to be a billionaire. They want to solve this problem. They have a passion. I want to do this. I want to benefit people. I, I, and they just follow that. They believe that. Yeah. They, those vibes, those ideas. Yeah. You know, if Allah bless you, that, that they, they can be a world-changing ideas. A lot of the successful people, at least like wealthy people, a lot of the time they didn't have, money was never the goal. And I think mm. that's where our problem is, where when we talk about investing, literally the purpose is for that. Mm. But I wanted to quickly just ask you, because we often talk about investments and we talk about finances, but there's other areas of your life you can invest in. You know, we had Sheikh Yahya Ibn on the episode, and he goes, you can never over-invest 
in education, in knowledge. He goes, buy books, don't even look at the price, just keep buying. Is there other areas that you might say that you even invest? Like, is it books? Is it maybe clothes? Is it energy, mm-hmm. time for the community? What type of areas do you kind of... So when we're talking about uh, being wealthy, wealthy is the state of balance where you have like enough time uh you have um uh, a relationship you 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 you, you want to have let's say when you think about a wealthy person i want to make a million dollar salary okay but i want to have a million dollar relationship with my wife mm. with my kids mm-hmm. you know my spiritual spirituality uh, if i want to put a like those uh, million dollar i want to make you know uh, so if you have all of these pieces, you know, you are really well. If you have time, that's a wealth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you have time to read, if you have time to, if you have great friends, if you can socialize. Mm-hmm. I remember in during the Bosnian War, one of the most beautiful memories is we had nothing. We had fire waiting for bread to cook and we were all days just mm-hmm. ch- uh, chatting like this, no electricity, no nothing, bombs are falling. It was mm-hmm. a very peaceful, mm-hmm. I was peaceful, I was relaxed. You know, people. It was beautiful. We were chatting. So, mm-hmm. so uh, a lot of the time, again, because we are living in very capitalistic society, mm. which is only about numerical growth, mm. and we are told to believe that if the numbers are bigger, your your happiness will be bigger. Doesn't doesn't really translate. Hundred percent. So what you're saying is, when we get a Patreon, if people believe in us, they should support by sending a dollar a day. Just people <laughs> should. And this is going to be first time signed up. This is a. I I believe the people who are watching the podcast. The reason why they should go to Patreon. Do you have it there? By the way, uh, we're going to. We should have it uh. after this podcast. We you set it up. <laughs> the reason why you should subscribe is because this gives you different relationship with these people. So you watching your show, mm. and you supporting it. It gives you different relationship. Mm. It's mm-hmm. a great satisfaction, great satisfaction. And actually, you 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 f- you see the people who have succeeded. Uh, what motivates them in life a lot is giving. Mm. And and so if you start training yourself to support other people, like don't think about oh just a seven dollar subscription for mm-hmm. example. You put a seven dollars good number. Um, it's 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 like you're training yourself, your heart to give. That is training your heart for something that is great. Because you see, when we talk about risk, when we talk about investing, when we talk about all of these things, there is something in our heart, uh, there is issue of scarcity. Our great, great, great grandfather in paradise, he had 99.9999999% and shaitan came to him and said, you know what? This is what this is the piece you missing. <laughs> it is zero point zero 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 one. Now, if you have this one, yeah, you're good. You're good. <laughs> now, <laughs> yeah. now think about us. Now, yeah. we don't have ninety nine point nine 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 nine. We don't have even the zero point zero zero one. But we are told yeah. to give up that. Yeah. Now, imagine impact on the heart, yeah. right? Yeah. And so I remember one 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 uh, one person. Uh, uh, he he was told that you need to pay zakat, and they say, "Oh, it's easy for these rich people to pay zakat. I only have like uh, a couple of thousand dollars. I can't pay, uh, I don't know, hundred, two hundred dollars from my couple of thousand. Mm. All right, 
It's easy for these millionaires. So anyway, a few years after, he became a millionaire. So the people say, you need to pay zakat. Yeah, I said, you know, I'm a millionaire. You know, my zakat on a million is huge. <laughs> it's easy for poor people, etc. <laughs> 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 so the heart doesn't change. So it's a perspective. Yeah. You want to train your heart yeah. to obey yeah. Yeah. and uh, take that fear out. So yeah. the best way is to give. So support mm-hmm. people and do things. Definitely. I wanted to touch on one. Did you want to ask a I question? I wanted to go before we did the the quick fire questions from Instagram and stuff. I wanted to ask you on your journey to becoming who you are today. Like, what is the one piece of advice you'd go back and give old Almir? It doesn't have to be just financial in general. Could be just life. One great piece of advice that I got, actually two, two, uh, they are building together. Is when I was very difficult time. Um, I was in. I got with some friends that were not really, let's say, most constructive. Um, and uh, as they say, you are average of your friends. So I felt that if I'm, it was not going anywhere. It was not in anything bad, but just it was not going anywhere. It's just like we reach certain level. Uh, it's sort of holding me down. And so I remember I was. Uh, I realized that I need to move away. I need to find new friends, different things. I want a different path. So, but because I build a friendship around that, you know, what I'm doing on Saturday night, uh, you know, there, there, you know, like meetings, everything was so. And so it was a very difficult period for me. It was not working out. And so I remember somebody, uh, uh, somebody gave me advice. Somebody said, take your phone. And for the today is I don't know what what day is today I don't know like ten or eleven. It's the eleventh, yeah. 11th so eleven November, twenty twenty one. Put in your calendar. And I remember I had the Nokia phone, those <laughs> typing <laughs> thing. It's like, Brick. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 I put say, go one year in your calendar in future, and write down, my life will be different by this date. And I took my phone and I typed it out. Now, I didn't know how that's going to check, how do that happen, but I put that, my whole life will be different. And from that day, I was making the moves that go to that direction. And at that particular also time, as I was moving away, it was very stressful. Uh, one sheikh gave me beautiful advice. He said, focus in life on things that you like to do and that relax you. And that was the beautiful piece of advice that uh, I was able to grab on. And uh, that's how a lot of things then started happening in my life and the career, changing different friends, uh, you know, so many changes. And, and, and after the, sometimes I, I got a mentor, one, one person who is maybe 10, 15 years above me, and I would go for a coffee and chat, and he gave me some beautiful advice. He would listen to what I had to say and what my challenges are, blah, 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 you know, all of that. And then said, you know, like, looks like these might be things to consider. And that was a great, great piece. Like that sort of these three steps, deciding to move, going pursue what's relaxed me, what I enjoy doing, and then somebody to sort of, you know, think through the steps to jump and and what did looking in the future do to inspire you because sometimes for example new year's resolutions we go new year new me i'm mm. doing x y and z start gym monday and jan 4 we all stop yeah. so how did looking in the future 
inspire you? Did you just write one sentence or did you write goals? Did you? Yeah, so, so I knew clearly what I wanted, which is that I didn't want to be there in, in that, that, that environment anymore. Yeah. These, these, I need to find different friends, different lifestyle, different things, uh, different mindset. As they say, you are average of the five people you most spend time with. And so you want to improve that, you improve that, change that. So, so I knew, and I, and, and it's been breaking me and uh, stress, and I knew that I had to do it. And so I had it very vividly where I want to go. And so every step I knew, if I take this step, it will take me there. But I was not taking those steps. So next mm. day, I did action to take me that day. That's, I took, when I woke up, I wrote the email, and I said what I said, and you know, I started on those tracks. I started moving me. I started saying what I, you know, and and so that took a year. Well, it's a, and it's a not an easy to change a lot of things. You, you know, it takes years to adjust. But I see a lot of people who went through some of my friends that later went through a similar experience in life. They became very resentful. They started thinking, oh, but these people that happened to me, and they took sick very much. And that's where the second advice was like, don't live in the past. Don't blame. Don't complain. Don't this, that. Oh, he should have told me he was my... Leave these people. Like, focus now on your life, what you're going to do. Mm. Don't, 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 don't go into this spiral. Because guess what's going to happen to your heart? If that toxicity that holds it, it will poison you. Mm. And so, so that was a beautiful piece of advice. Uh, my energy, it took me two years to get over it because, you know, like people do certain things, but you, got breaks, you know, get over it. But, but you focus, you grow, you're positive. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, that's, that's something amazing. Advice. Yeah, I can quickly ask you some questions. We asked our Instagram audience. I incorporated a lot of the questions into the actual thing, but then there's just a couple more I wanted to quickly ask. So, what are some basic red flags to look for in stocks that can make it not halal? If you look at the business, is the core business mm. Sharia compliant okay. or not? This is the core of the business. Mm. So, that's, that's the first, what we call qualitative screen. Then you look at how much debt they have and other things, you know, you can have a look. But uh, is the core, uh, the essence of the business... Like you, you go Woolworths now. Mm. Woolworths, the core business is a liquor. So that rules that. Mm -hmm. Or you go Boeing, for example. That's a main uh, manufacturer of, of military defense contractor. Mm -hmm. yeah. And look at the, where their planes are used and bomb and so on. Yeah. So you don't want to go there. But, you know, so, so you, you want to... This is your first uh, piece. Mm. Um, best advice for beginners... In what? In, in beginner investors. Like the best advice, you know? Yeah, just do it a little bit. Just put 500 just bucks. Start, yeah, just just see what's happened. Okay. You know? If you lost everything tomorrow, what would you do? Had to start fresh. That's that was, actually, that was, actually, that was actually my question. Sorry, mm. guys. Yeah. <laughs> thought about it in Maghrib Salat today. Astaghfirullah. Astaghfirullah. I would go and finish university very very fast and specialize in something like for myself uh, that might be 
engineering or something like that. I love these kind of things. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then as you know, point of university is one, one of, it took me years to finish university. I was having a problem and, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, a lot of problems in that area until I figured out how to study, how to do things and, you know. Uh, so went up and down and one professor gave me another beautiful advice. He said, purpose of university is to learn how to learn things quickly. Uh, you know, you don't want to stay at university. You don't want to, you're not going to be expert in university. It's learning how to learn. You learn few ideas and words and things, but you're not expert in anything. Do you think university teaches you how to learn? Uh, some, not all. Yeah. Some university, better university, do that. Okay. A lower level university teach you just to do the work, you know. Mm. So, uh, but I would try to get as best university, the best university possible. Try to use skill, and then maybe focus on some building some business like mm. engineering for me particularly i love technology things are moving so anything with a uh, mix of coding and engineering pieces you can build and the world's moving a lot of things you know well, so that's yeah. that's that's for me it's something that i would focus on and build from there mm. okay get a group small group of people work tight group work develop things probably like around those areas I got two more. <laughs> uh, how did you start and keep it up? How like would you what? Okay, how did you start investing and how did you keep it up as like a full time thing early on? So I'm I I would say that I'm uh, probably someone who uh, started a lot of uh, myself with some friends. Uh, invested in different things uh, together with that other different people. I, I recognize that uh, I I don't know everything. I I don't understand everything. But like uh, I I recognize that there are sometimes people who are better. And so if I if I join with different people um, in in something that um, even there is a risk, uh, I, I I learn. I uh, and we kind of spread the risk a little bit amongst us. Uh, I'm not uh, somebody who is, um, um, how would you call it, like, uh, try to do everything by myself. Like, mm. I, 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 I don't like that. Mm. And so I recognize my short, for you know, limits. And, and, and so I usually start with a group of people, get together. I was very fortunate to get to know Pretty certain nice. people, and we do that together. We compensate each other. You know, we add to each other's strengths and then, you know. Also on that, do you listen to, because you said you listen to like Ali Abdul and listen to those podcasts. I didn't know you listen to those kind of things. Do you listen to like financial advice from, I just said like mainstream people that aren't, yeah. Koshi from <laughs> Sunrise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Does he give do financial do advice? Do you listen yeah, to like financial advice? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, um. I, I do, I do, I listen, I, I read. Very widely conventional Islamic uh, advisors, thinkers, okay. podcasters, uh, these. What's uh, some books you'd recommend, Islamic or non-Islamic? Because you said before one Islamic, maybe there's a general one. Because a lot of times we spoke today about investing, but a lot of people, you know, you spoke mm. before about capital. A lot mm. of people don't even know how to save. Having an emergency fund, mm. you know, what's the best method to do that? So maybe like. Well, well, good books you remember uh, recommended like Barefoot Investor. It's a great book. Great uh, book. You know, it's, it's really, really yeah. a great book. Uh, you have he's got also podcast. It's not updated much, mm. but yeah. great podcast. 
you have also in terms of economics you have planet money by npr one of the greatest pod- yeah the npr uh, podcast uh, you don't like rich dad poor dad uh, i don't like that philosophy to yeah. be honest do you like the it's uh, very appealing yeah. but the what they jump the step is that you don't have money to buy the philosophy. <laughs> that is very like true. okay all right so yeah. that's a bit of a major piece that i'm <laughs> 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 you know <laughs> you know so it's yeah. th- those fake gurus you know i would say for sure, for yeah. sure, for sure. You know, I, th- I think Rich Dad Poor Dad. One of the things I liked about it was the whole idea of financial literacy, because that was the first time I heard of that concept. Yeah. You know, in terms of your money actually. You yeah. You better say something. I, <laughs> you know, I, I, I understand why people this appeals to people. This is yeah. one of those uh, emotional triggers that people relate to. Ah, oh, you know, my. My poor dad didn't tell me this. If only <laughs> I had this dad, you know. Yeah. Know, you know, it's 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 so easy, so tempting to make excuse. Yeah, mm. you know, I, I and th- to see yourself in that light. Oh, if only this. This is what yeah. I was saying to my friends. Mm. You still live in the past. Mm. You making excuses for yourself to live in the past. For sure, for sure. And you put ownership of advice and channeling and all of that on, you know. Mm. So so I I. It's so easy, yeah. And a lot of people, they just think, "Oh no, that's a beautiful." It sounds so beautiful. There is yeah. so tempting to to go with that story. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, dreams, I, man. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, dis- I disagree with you in the sense that, like, I think the benefits that I took away from it further led me into understanding how I spend my mm, money, mm, the mm, ways that I look at mm, money. Mm, like, for example, tax and the whole concept mm, of tax. Mm, you know, mm, prior to that. The way that I understood money was just simply how you said at the start, you know, mm-hmm. what I mean? like the, the, the notion that we're taught, because we're not taught about how to spend our money, how to save our mm-hmm. money, how to invest our money in school nowadays. Yeah. Whereas when, after reading that book, I learned that like there's more to money than just getting it, mm-hmm. spending it on the weekend or spending it with my mates, mm-hmm. you know, like I could mm-hmm. possibly go sure. and invest it, you know, but I, I agree with the whole, there's a lot of fallacies in there. Like there's so many, like yeah. it, it can put you in some sort of trap, you know? Of, of course, what you are saying are those bits and pieces that are true. Yeah, and and you know even uh, no one will just give you falsehood and will sure. swallow that. Yeah. It has to be wrapped in these bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. Ty Lopez, the biggest <laughs> scammer in the internet, Mike. <laughs> he's gonna say a few things. I was just the other yeah. day. I don't know how his <laughs> thing come up with. You yeah. know, I was thinking, it's how shocking. can anybody believe this guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. Knowledge. <laughs> He will say a few <laughs> things, you know. Yeah. He will say a few things. Well, I mean, that's how he gets you into this. So, mm. and a lot of those things yeah. are very technical. You don't remember it, yeah? Because yeah. he speaks about and so many technical stuff, and you hear it for the first time. So yeah. you think this is genius, like, yeah. this is like, wow, this is like, you know, why no one is telling that? Like the one guy we were listening, I don't know who was the <laughs> YouTuber. He made the video of the. Uh, Coffeezilla, Coffeezilla, you know what Coffeezilla? Oh my God, that's the guy is a killer. <laughs> so he got, he got, he got these TikTok advice people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this, this kid like, he said, buy low, sell high. And he's like, wow, blow, mind blown. <laughs> no one ever thought about that. <laughs> so it's like, you know, oh, it Allah. appeals, you know, yeah, but yeah. You, you have to be real. Like, yeah, know, 100%. but other books like, um, I think the problem a lot of people today having is they are not taught how to think. Sure. Uh, there is a great uh, book to teach you how to think about economy. Bit co- um, maybe this author is a bit controversial, a bit more conservative side. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Thomas Sowell. 
his book is like I think basic economics or something like that. It's a great piece on how to just think like economists because ec- economics is about causes and effect. It's not even just about money. It's just mm. incentives and things that is happening and and how 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 things happen. You know, some other interesting things. If you are into investment, Tony Robbins got a, a money master the game where he interviewed fifty top investors. Uh, yeah. Principles by Ray, Ray Dalio. Yeah. Um, On Ray Dalio, I got a quick question: Is there a certain investor you are inspired by? Because obviously, there's no one investing strategy out there. You know, like you got your Warren Buffett ones, yeah. where he invests, you invest based on ideas. Like mm. Warren Buffett's got this concept where, um, like, people ask him, like, "How do I make money off stocks? How do I make money off stocks?" Mm. He goes, "Think of it this way: If you had like a limited amount of um, what's called investment options in your life, mm-hmm. yeah, wouldn't you choose a certain investment very carefully? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's just say if you only had 20 options, then you don't, you wouldn't be going chucking your money in um, Colgate, then, I don't know, Ford one moment, then mm-hmm. this, this, that. He goes, if you had 20 options, then you'd be very particular about which one you mm-hmm. do. But then you've got like Ray Dalio, who's got like the, the, the all-weather profile yeah. type of one, the yeah. portfolio. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a certain investment strategy uh, that you, you're inspired you listen, by? You listen uh, that uh, philosophy Ray's got uh, Warren Buffett. I like his way of thinking. Definitely, yeah. definitely, uh, very much how Muslims should be thinking. Yeah, he is invested, not a speculator. Yeah, he so doesn't mm-hmm. speculate. Uh, he buys things that are real that are going to, you know, yeah. do something, and uh, and and I think that makes sense. So I don't follow anybody in particular, but yeah. I read try to understand what are bits and pieces for sure at the end of the day you want to be involved in something that produces the benefit something that makes sense to you that is true yeah um yeah so i mean there are there are a lot of these books um podcast uh, things youtube full yeah i'm gonna now give it to you because you have a lot of information online a lot of podcast stuff and now if people just heard of you for the first time and want to get into it do you have a series that you might recommend because like i went onto your website today there's blogs there's podcasts there's youtube videos it's like where do i start Mm -hmm. is there like Mm -hmm. i think you guys should start here this would be a good I'm I'm trying to build like episodes in islamic islamic finance podcast where i where i record and i slowly go like Mm. Okay, what's Islamic economic system? First season was like, what, what, how are we different than socialism, capitalism, all of these things? You know, what, what's our piece? Mm-hmm. And, and, and I came up with a model for Islamic economy uh, that, uh, that's, that's a new, new model to frame Islamic economy. And, and that came from the hadith of the Prophet Sallam who said that you all are shepherds and the shepherds got specific jobs and then those jobs correspond to the three pillars of uh, Islamic economy. And then I tried to frame it and, and, and show superiority of Islamic economic system to, to, to other systems. Then in the second season, we talk more about transactions and what's permissible, how to think, how to break down what's happening in transactions so you can analyze for yourself. And then the third season, we did... Uh, livelihood. We did book by a famous student of Abu Hanifa, Muhammad Shebani, who is talking about earning a livelihood. What's mm-hmm. Islamic perspective on wealth? And then he goes in all of different points of view. Is it better to be, you know, patient, patient, mm-hmm. and not have wealth, yeah, or yeah. is it better to be generous yeah. and have wealth? And you mm-hmm. know, all kind of discussion. Is it, is it good to have it, or is it not? Is it better to not? <laughs> so all yeah. kinds of opinion about the wealth. And and so I'm trying to build that sort of uh, take piece by piece in more sort of systemic systematic way where we go through different questions mm-hmm. that we have. Uh, so next season might be about uh, digi- these digital things that are happening or uh, maybe banking and stuff like that. Yeah. 
other than that, you know, I, I try to put some videos. So if someone wants to get in, just start from the start. You know? I think a podcast is a good, easy Beautiful. way, easy way, Beautiful. easy to understand. Admiral Colin, at Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, website, Facebook. Are you wrapping it up without me asking about NFTs? No, 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 I'm just saying that's, oh, what, that's, that's the place to go. <laughs> hey, we're, we're going to <laughs> NFTs? Yeah, I'm going to NFTs. I, I did a bit of research myself. <laughs> um, what does it stand for? Don't play games with me, bro. I know what I'm talking about, yeah? But um, I wanted to ask, um, I mean, obviously you, mm. you're pretty well-versed with that sort of stuff at the moment. I wanted to see whether or not you believe it's it's a viable alternative to cryptocurrency and so on or whether or not we should just maybe wait it out for a bit because it's still in the process of being built and it seems more so like a like a quick money grab type of thing because mm. I've been doing my own research for example we're looking at the Disney ones hey, okay. Disney princess princesses yeah, yeah I as bought Tangled bro 100% as in like on in my bank account as well <laughs> wait which <laughs> Disney ones on Vivi or OpenSea Vivi, Vivi, Vivi. Okay. and I, I wanted to see like what your perspective was on it like just in general uh, I think we, we had the NFTs for a while. People don't realize, you mm. know, whenever you play these games like Fortnite and things like that, those are NFTs, those skins you buy and things like that. Th mm. those is this, that is before NFTs. This, this is your uh, digital assets that are unique in a sense, kind of unique, but everybody can have them. So they yeah. are kind of fungible as well. Yeah. So uh, we are moving more into this space where people are flexing with some digital assets. Like before, they used to flex with some, some other stuff, you it's know. But it. now you are having, okay, look at my gallery. I bought the tweet. I bought the picture. I bought a whatever, you know, rock. Yeah. So uh, it seems to me that we are entering into this new era of vanity when it comes to the how people want to project their image. And NFTs are kind of primary driver of people being proud of their now i have these things yeah. like there is no utility in, in in it you know like and even even when you say oh but they are art and it's a subjective you know yeah, yeah. i mean i uh, would you i wouldn't think it's a normal to buy mona lisa for 500 million dollars this is nonsense like yeah, yeah, true, true. piece of paper if you are buying that something is wrong with you like that <laughs> is that is something that is vanity yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so specifically more nft seemed to me that we bought into the idea where there is a piece of junk that no one would look mm -hmm. but put it into nft on the blockchain piece of gold like how does that transformation take place mm -hmm. if i was to print it or do it or a clip it or whatever Nobody would care. How does that become value once you put it on the thing, you know? Mm. And so I, I think there is a lot of these uh, 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 selling uh, uh, hot air that this will be future of you will get in touch. Even the, the lot of these uh, influencers. Um, and that's why the CoffeeZilla, is, he's, slay he's a slayer of these <laughs> things. Yeah, like look yeah, at yeah. the Jake Paul recent, like, yeah. oh my God, he's just <laughs> flogging. Yeah, flogging. He's violating it here, yeah? <laughs> Logan Paul and his ones, yeah. Oh my God, yeah, he's yeah. flogging. And and the worst piece is when they have all these, we're going to save the children token. Oh, and oh yeah, my <laughs> Damn, your, your dad didn't do it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, like, I would have expected like Charlie or a Buffer, oh but Face K? <laughs> <laughs> so... So I think I think as a, as a guy especially yeah uh, there is a tendency we want to succeed 
Like yeah. a, as a man, you want to succeed. You want to have the things. Mm-hmm. You know, there is a reason why guys like cars and corner offices and things. That, that builds yeah. to your sure. prestige, you know? For sure. Uh, and I feel this impulse as, as, a, as a man provider and having the stuff and taking care of business. Mm-hmm. Usually the reason why these, it's, it's not that we... W- the guys traditionally, they, it's not that they wanted the car and a corner office because, wow, not something. What that signals is that this is the guy who's able to take care of the things. Mm. Yep. He's able to solve the problem. We can trust that guy to take care of the problems. Mm. This, is just the, this is just a certificate, you know, well done thing. Mm-hmm. Applause for the somebody who is able to, to take responsibility for something in life. All right, and this is where people gravitate to. Mm-hmm. People, people gravitate. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, that imp- instinct of that we have mm-hmm. internally yeah. to, to, to be able to do that, uh, maybe we falling short mm-hmm. as a society. And this, there is a pandemic, so people playing more games, people living, and they don't know what to do, especially young people. So then they think, okay, now I'm l- losing my time. Yeah. I need to get all of that stuff, For at sure. least mm-hmm. illusion. So what's the quickest way I can gamble something, twist money and do that to get all of that stuff? Yeah, yeah. And so what we develop is with very short... FOMO. Yeah, but short-term mentality. Yeah. Just let me get quickly so I go back. Sure. And so I think what we are losing with, with so much fo- focus on these things and quick, get rich quick from this, is that we stop thinking that uh, I should be somebody who is working, contributing, involved, uh, having the balanced life, somebody who can be dependable, trusted, my family can rely on me, you know, and and, and I think a long-term player. Yeah, yeah. And more and more these kind of ideas that if I flip a few of these things or this and that, then something will happen and then I'll go back to my old life. Yeah. So I, I think as a society, we're losing a lot of men in that kind of... Yeah. I don't know what so you what, call like it. So what, like NFTs, like a write-off to a degree? N- N- huh? So going back to the NFT thing. Yeah. So what's what's your thoughts on I NFTs? Would say, I mean, if there is, if there was uh, something in those NFTs yeah. where we could say there is, thi- here is the purpose. There is the yeah. Here is what it does for sure, for specifically. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you want to have an NFT? Why? why? Then go for it. Mm. You why know? Not? Yeah, yeah. As I said, it's a neutral. But like, what are these things? Mm-hmm. Mm. Like uh, you know, I, so I don't want to go there. But even ev- even crypto, you know. Yeah. Like what do what do we need crypto for? Like mm-hmm. you know, I can pay with my yeah. Apple Pay and the card and the phone, everything. Yeah, I true, mean, true. I, it's not like I'm having a problem paying stuff. You know. Yeah. What exactly are you solving for me? You know. That's true. That's true. Different I'm kind of sure. investing. You're right about the, the the vanity thing. A lot of like, like the world of like NFT is based off of showing off. Mm. But in a digital aspect, yes. you know, yeah. like um, like it, it's the whole concept of collectibles. I only have one of this item, and there's only yeah. three out there yeah, in the yeah, world. Yeah, 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 you yeah. know what I mean? And I think people are gambling or betting on the aspect that because the world is moving in that digital world, mm-hmm. a digital aspect, that when it does come to that, I will have a crypto punk to show for it. Or yeah. like if the world goes to AI, um, it's called and what's that thing um called where oh, VR virtual reality? Not virtual reality, but AI. No, you, you know that thing where you c- that the hologram, hologram, hologram. hologram. Mm-hmm. It's like when holograms or one of those things come out. Yeah. yeah. Then I can show off my NFT in that aspect. I think people are like doing the long term mm-hmm. gamble in the sense that mm-hmm. like when it comes to that aspect, 
I will have that because like crypto punk, you know, if mm-hmm. you do look at the actual artwork, it's shocking. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like pixelated. Some, it's pixelated yeah. people, but the value of crypto punks doesn't come from the actual art itself. Mm-hmm. It comes from the fact that this was one of the first NFTs to exist. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So people yeah. are betting on the fact that I was the first in this. Sure. So then, when it gets to like five years down the line, if this does go off, Gary V. Gary V. says it himself. He's very, very mm-hmm. involved in that world. He goes, ninety-eight percent of NFTs are going to fail. Mm-hmm. So stop being delusional in the sense that you think yeah. every single project that does mm-hmm. come out there is going to succeed, you know, because a lot of it is the same thing. Mm. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. What's your thoughts also like on Facebook and it's changed to like Metaverse? Because that was a big news that came out recently, you know, because they're now they're also moving into the digital world and they're one of the biggest pioneers in sort of the web too, you know? Like I feel Mark Zuckerberg got one day in his, his bedroom and he created the f- comparing website with the girls and boys and everybody, you know, got jumped onto and, and <laughs> Facebook got in, you know, like. Yeah. Now he thinks every idea that he come up with is a gold. You know, you, you, you just on? hit something lucky, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, just the idea that we're going to have this and floating in space. Oh, look at me on the street and this is hard. Yeah. Like, nobody's going to work like <laughs> that. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. going to happen, you know, like. So, so yeah. I think it's just, uh, you know, like he... Facebook is dying, basically. Uh, no one goes anymore on Facebook. So Unless you're old. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, True. there is nothing, just uh, advertisement. You know, I, I, I've been selling on Facebook, pumping, so I, also, I see my own advertisements <laughs> now. <laughs> 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 so, so, I mean... Uh, it's a free world. Go yeah. try, try, try so something. I, I, I don't, I don't think that's going to work. I, I don't, I, I don't see that. Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. see us. It's, it's like lo- one of those ideas just before Zoom. Everybody thought of digital education. Everybody's sick of Zoom, Mike. Mm. People yeah. don't want that. People want to sit yeah. like this. I don't want to sit and you are a red, a red bubble and yeah. you are pink bubble and I'm. S- Yellow yeah. bubble and we are <laughs> floating. <laughs> like that's not my yeah, idea yeah, of having fun. Yeah. What is that? You know? Virtual sure, reality, sure. Jamal prayer. That would yeah. be, yeah. be interesting. That would be crazy. What's the fiqh behind that? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> was like one sheikh said, when the, when the monitors start bow, bowing down, then you can follow it. I think regardless though, I think the NFT world, another great aspect like for digital creators, mm. it's one of the most amazing things to come out, mm. you know, in mm. terms of... Um, Allowing them, giving them a platform where they can, I guess, distribute their work, you know, because I don't know if this thing does pop off or it does turn into good or whatever. Mm. I don't know. I'd say fair income probably. <laughs> we have NFT fair income episodes or something along those lines. Mm. So you know, all mm. I can hear is someone's invested in this already and it's <laughs> trying to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm on the NFT wave, 100%. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. I'm deep into it. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's what you're describing is more like what you're describing is more like membership. Uh, yeah, and and you know the, the the point even when you go Islamic commercial transaction, it's important to understand that even when you're selling membership and let's say you package it as NFT, yeah, you have to be specific. What are you saying? You can't yeah. be vague. You know, oh, you'll have you know if I have some streaming, yeah. you'll mm. jump into me. Like subject matter of yeah. that transaction, what I'm buying is not very clear. To exactly, me. And, and as the consumer as well. Like, you can't be buying an NFT or joining this membership if you don't want to be in it as well. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, like, one of the reasons, like, Gary Vee wants to start his NFT projects is, you know Gary Vee, by the yeah, way, yeah, when yeah. I say him, yeah? yeah, yeah. Um, is, like, for example, when he does these, um, when he goes to these theaters and he mm-hmm. sells out these events and whatnot, he wants people to pay in the form of NFTs. So mm-hmm. it's like a membership-only club, you know? So you can only yeah. get in if you have this NFT or whatnot, you know? But, um, when I see those things, what I think about is how much money is he put into it? And how much is he trying to get back from it? Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of the times when we see people like, for example, Elon Musk, he, he says, go to this coin. <laughs> and then he sees 
His money rise. <laughs> hey, he's made us money. Wallah, he's made us money. Yeah, but he made himself more money but than yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I've never, m- I don't know anyone else at Gary V's level that's talking about NFTs as much. Mm. And that's probably because he invests in it. So the more he talks about it, the more people like us get on it and then he makes more money. Yeah. But you know, when you are analyzing this space and people like Gary and other people s- s- saying stuff, um, you have to think about a little bit differently. Yeah. Uh, uh, We're not Gary V. Uh, I mean, the way you frame, first of all, what you are looking in front of yourself has to be with a specific lens. And the, the lens is that, uh, like one banker was explaining to me, what's the banking business? He said, the banking business is if you look at the pot mm-hmm. and you have people on one side and another side, and then the money is flowing between people, you yeah. know? And then the banker put some honey on his hand and then he stuck his hand inside. Okay, so some money will stick as the money moves around. That's the core of banking business. So when these people are telling us NFT, you know, yeah. they have nothing really to lose. Yeah, yeah, true. They are the creators. So they are not on the hook if this will go on. Short term, long term, whatever happens, mm-hmm. they are benefiting. So they are just yeah. priming us. Yeah. We are the customers here. For sure. And so if we just think, okay, because Gary V says, let's you know go, therefore... You have everything to lose. He's not risking. He he can put JPEGs, whatever, yeah, as yeah. much as... Uh, and then he got a couple of Zoom calls and that's it. You know, yeah, like, yeah, well, true, well true. you know, you have $10,000 for a few Zoom for calls, sure, you know? Sure. Mm. Yeah, you know, so, so again, we, we just have to be more wiser, like, well, yeah, what yeah. am I really buying here? They call yeah. that, what do you call it, like rug pulls and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. when people tell them, oh, hop onto that coin or hop onto oh. that project, and then they take all their assets out straight away. You go chase him down. What's go the go one, uh, what's the squid, huh? squid, 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 squid... Uh, game project? Coin uh, that... Uh, yeah, the rug pull that happened to it. Three, what's it, two trillion pound, zero. Yeah, straight like, away. Mm. <laughs> so this is another, yeah, anyway, this is... Uh, yeah. It's like Elon Musk, he, he tweeted something out the other day, um, Texas University or something like that. Mm. And someone took Texas State University or something along the lines, the abbreviations of yeah. it, and turned it into a coin. Right, straight away. Right, so once right, he tweets right. out something on Twitter, yeah, they straight yeah. away turn it into a coin. Mm. So everyone dumps straight into mm-hmm, it. That's mm-hmm. anything Elon Musk says. But yeah. mm-hmm. I guess that's the society nowadays. But I, I think, think we wrap it up there. Yeah, I think it's interesting to see that there's so many differences of opinions even in this industry, you know. But I think a lot of the people here have had questions and a lot of the answers can't be straight away. It's not like get rich quick. That's a big thing you're trying to preach. It's not one podcast and you're going to get all the answers. For a lot of you guys, you're going to have to invest your time and energy if this is something you want. If you want to, as they say, make money when you sleep or whatever, make your money, make money. You're going to have to invest time, invest in Alameda's courses. There's so many of them. There's so many podcasts and things. You can't expect things to just come to you. You have to put in the work. And that's a big thing that we tried to preach. Hopefully we can get Almi on again. Jazakallah khairan for coming on. Wallah, amazing episode. Thank you guys. I really enjoyed it. Alhamdulillah. So I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Please remember to like, comment and subscribe and we'll see you guys soon.